This podcast is brought to you by ClearBridge Investments. Meet an evolving economy confidently with ClearBridge Active Equities, the foundation of a resilient portfolio. ClearBridge, a Franklin Templeton company. Go to clearbridge.com to learn more. Welcome to Barron's The Way Forward podcast. I'm Greg Bartalis. What will the future of financial planning look like? InvestNet co-founder and CEO Bill Krager is here to tell us. Bill has his finger pressed firmly on the pulse of the advisory world, as InvestNet's wealth management platform supports more than 100,000 advisors who collectively oversee more than $5 trillion in platform assets. Bill will describe what he sees ahead and explain what advisors must do to adapt to a fast-changing and ever more complex business environment. He also will talk about InvestNet's efforts to be a one-stop shop for advisors and discuss the tragic, sudden, and heartbreaking loss of co-founder Judd Bergman. Bill, welcome. It's good to be here. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, can you start, just tell a little, tell the listeners a bit about yourself and the firm's journey from 1999 to the present day? Yeah, it's hard to believe, right? 1999, that was a, a, a different age in so many ways. Uh, started the company with uh, my, my dear partner, Judd Bergman, and a few others, and um, we thought we could use this uh, emerging technology, which was the internet, uh, to help level the playing field for all financial advisors so that they could deliver uh, better advice to their clients. And uh, believe it or not, we uh, believed we could do that. And our uh, connection to the internet was a 288 modem. <laughs> um, you know, all these years later, 21 years, what a, what a period of time when you think about um, what's unfolded since the, uh, those days to to today, um, you know, with the with the boom in the dot com, the tragedy of nine eleven, the contested, uh, you know, the hanging chads, and we could go all the way through to, um, you know, the the historic moments that we're experiencing monthly in in this uh, period of COVID. All through that period, how many? Uh, People's lives have have transformed in their you know their daily interactions with almost everything, including money, um, and how our industry has evolved and adapted to it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, twenty one years later, um, Investnet is a company that that thinks uh, a lot about that advisor and their practice and how they're engaging with their clients, but also their client and how that client's life uh, can be really. Uh, made more secure with the advice that that an advisor offers. Mm -hmm. And how would you distill the corporate mission in a sentence or two? That our purpose is to help advisors serve more and more households to achieve financial security. Okay. And and let's talk a bit about the brands um, that you have and, and how they all fit together. The journey from those uh, dial-up days to today, we've grown, you know, you cited the $5.6 trillion in assets that we we serve, and um, we serve over 100,000 financial advisors. Um, that's, that's a long way from that first account that I remember getting in the mail mm -hmm. um, and opening, opening that account. Um, so that journey really has been an evolution of how we've seen advice evolve. Mm -hmm. um, and during that period of time, we've, we've built 
quite a bit of uh, technology and using data to, to, to power that technology. And we've also acquired some companies. So we're, we're deep into the RAA market with our Tamarack offering, which really enables that, that RAA to provide their investment strategies to their clients, do that at scale. Uh, we've acquired uh, businesses like uh, Placemark and, and WMS from Prudential and and uh, other types of TAMPs so that we can bring that port- those portfolio strategies into more of an integrated uh, set. And today we serve uh, several, you know, uh, we host several thousand asset managers on our platform. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Money Guide being the financial planning uh, engine, uh, I think is, is kind of the de- decision-making tool, right? So it's really so helpful in helping families understand the path they're on and, and the progress that they're making. And so, you know, those are all bits and parts of what we do. And over the last couple of years, we've been working very hard, Greg, to uh, bring those pieces together. And as you thread them together, you get a powerful interaction between the data and the data could be uh, a person's daily financial life and the, and the, and the things that they're spending, what they're earning, um, and how that incorporates it incorporates itself with the with the goals that they have. Where do they want to go? Mm-hmm. So if you can balance those two parts, you can really build strategies to help that that household, the, that individual in a much more powerful way than ever before. And 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 so the theme at investment now is how those pieces come together. Data that powers technology, technology that is helping in engagement and creating a strategy. And that's connected back to a network, a pretty vast network of solutions. And solutions are investments, they're insurance, they're credit, they're those sorts of things. I just want to go briefly back to 1999. What what was the eureka moment and and who was involved and how did that play out? Was Was it an email exchange or a bunch of you sitting in a room having a beer? What was that epiphany or, you know, when you said, let's do it? And what was that vision at the time? Because clearly the company is vastly different than it was back in 1999. Yeah, we, I, you know, it was, it was, it was kind of fun and, and just this, look, the internet's going to change the world. We understood, we understood the technology and then we, and then we were sitting at the epicenter. We, we come from the asset management world, Judd and myself. Uh, it was Jim Lumberg and Brandon Thomas, um, co-founders uh, with me. And we, 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 we really were raised out of the asset management world. So we could see where asset management was headed more towards these, you know, bespoke custom uh, security-led uh, uh, investment strategies that not all advisors could access. And the way the access, the ability to create access was through technology. So we drew it on a napkin in a bar. And that became the beginnings of Investnet. Um, and, <clears throat> you know, we early days uh, bootstrapped it, but then, you know, raised capital and, and uh, really managed our way between that point, that date in December 99 to mm-hmm. 2010, you know, with a series of, of fundraising and, and, and things like that. But Greg, one of the, one of the memories, uh, indelible memories of my time is the Wired magazine that month, that last issue in 1999. And it was an archangel um, jumping from a ledge and, and the sky above was bright blue and the chasm below was filled with clouds. And I think if there's a metaphor for all that we've experienced in that time, it is the cover of that magazine. That's yeah, that's amazing. And do you guys, by the way, have that napkin or is that? 
lost. Uh, the the napkin is in a uh, in a box in 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 one of my uh, so it's it, it it's in the archive um, in 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 my office and uh, you know we've got lots of uh, we've got lots of souvenirs from this extraordinary period of time. Lots of drawings and lots of uh, announcements and, and lots of uh, little tokens that we picked up along the way. But let's let's go back to the current day and talk about how your company has been adapting to COVID. You know, it's 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 been such a, a extraordinary experience, and and you know what's amazing about it, Greg, is that we've all experienced it, and we all have our tale to tell. Um, some of those tales are incredibly tragic, and they've been so dislocating, uh, whether people have suffered losses or deep illness or lost jobs. I mean, you know, it, is, it has been profoundly disruptive. Others have had the ability to catch their breath and recognize what they want to do uh, with the rest of their lives. They've found a deeper purpose. Um, you know, we've used the time to really um, hone what we believe is the future of advice and build towards it and really begin to to evangelize what what we see ahead i call that the intelligent financial life we have uh, worked remotely over uh, since march uh, 12th of 2000 um you know we have we have uh 4000 plus employees um and have handled more um activity uh more transactions more accounts more advisors uh, during that period of time and done it very effectively. That is the miracle of technology mm-hmm. and, um, and, and and the resilience of people. So, you know, it, it has been extraordinary. We, again, we all have our tale to tell, um, lots of lessons learned. Uh, but but the deepest lesson for me is, is that, you know, um, you've got to, you, you, you can't rely on the way things are. Transition disruption is going to occur, whether those are big and they affect everybody or they're tiny in your life. You've got to be able to adapt to that and you need to be very resilient as you work through it. The second one is is that technology uh, has created so much noise, so much um, speed, but it has also fundamentally changed the way our world operates. And there are such wonderful things that are part of it and also uh, troubling things that, that I think each of us uh, recognizes as, as uh, the clamor of the, of the great voice of all. Yeah, for sure. And, and what, tell me a little bit about digital engagement, the uh, importance of UX, what, what consumers are looking for today, um, you know, things that might be more applicable to advisors who are listening, like maybe some things they can learn from or enact. Yeah. You know, I think COVID, one thing that, that happened is all of our lives became so much more digital. You've, li- you know, you've lived in a Zoom-based world and, and you're interacting with people through different means of communication, connectivity. Um, you know, uh, clients are, are looking at, at their money in a much more digital environment um, and, and looking to get information uh, at their fingertips whenever they want it. Um, and so our industry has been a very person-to-person, uh, very, um, you know, kind of investment-centric um, engagement. And that has been disrupted uh, during the period of COVID. So as we go forward, because we've all been conditioned to ask any question that we we have and get an answer from this thing called Google or the you know in the internet, um, 
financial services has to do the same. And so to me, the superpower that advisors have on the horizon is to uh, bring their a, a very powerful digital engagement that's available to their clients that helps harmonize and connect all the parts of a person's financial life while it is supported by the experience, the empathy, the understanding, the knowledge of the financial advisor who can add all that value in those life-changing decisions that people have along their financial journey. But, you know, seven days a week, 365 days a year, you don't need that conversation with the, with the human, but you may want to interact digitally. And I think that's really what the future of our business will look like. The super-powered digital environment connected to that, that highly uh, informative uh, understanding financial advisor. And, and and tell me about client expectations, because I imagine that Amazon, given its ubiquity and uh, ease of use, has made life hard for many, many firms, regardless of industry, in terms of, you know, matching expectations, because I think people get spoiled by Amazon. They take it, uh, the user experience, and think, ah, oh, if they can do it, everyone else should make it this clean and easy. And on one level, it's great that it's kind of an a North Star of sorts to aspire towards an ideal, if you will, but it's also not as easy as they make it look. So how how do firms maybe who are not so deep pocketed bridge that gap of uh, not really having uh, deep pockets, but but making it a, a wonderful experience for, for users? What can they do? Yeah. And, and that's just it. We've taken, you take the, uh, that Amazon simplicity for granted while you're, you know, you're walking, you're doing something, you slide and you, you know, you use your thumb and you order, uh, you know, new furniture and it shows mm -hmm. up the same week. It's, uh, it's kind of extraordinary. Um, but I think, you know, the, the industry overall, um, and, and the world, the economy overall is going to really be challenged by a deficit of technology expertise and data expertise. Um, and so it's unrealistic to think that every firm and every advisor can build out a infrastructure that is going to be that that uh, that engagement model for their clients. That's where a company like Investnet is really focused. How do we use our scale, our R and D, the assets that we have, meaning our data that connects to our technology, um, and then make that very client friendly. We have no ambition to be uh, engaging with the consumer uh, themselves, but we want to power our advisors to have that Amazon-like experience mm -hmm. and available with their brand, uh, the advisor's brand, uh, to their clients and, and be available to answer more and more of the simple kind of transactional or simple information update questions, uh, 365, seven days a week, whenever. Um, while those moments of real uh, financial impact are, are the conversations that, that advisors will have with their clients. Mm -hmm. so, so I do think that, that this leaning on this outsource model will accelerate not only in the back office, not only in that investment strategy and kind of that turnkey asset management environment, not only in reporting technology, compliance technology, but in the consumer engagement is an area <clears throat> that uh, is essential digitally and something that Investnet is working really hard to to power our clients with. And, um, and you know, so it's something that we're very excited about. What else are consumers looking for? I mean, they clearly want, uh, if you will, one-stop shopping, everything at their fingertips. But are there any trends you're seeing, things that there's a budding interest in or waning interest? Yeah, I think, I mean, the greatest breakthroughs happen when consumers have kind of said, look, something's not working well. 
and it should work better. And I've been thinking so much recently, Greg, about money. You know, money is a technology <laughs> and it is an ancient technology and perhaps the most significant technology in humankind's history. Um, I've studied quite a bit over, over the last couple of months on the, the history of money. But for most people, money is not understandable. It is intimidating. It is complex. Um, it is something that is filled with worry and insecurity. Uh, that doesn't need to be the case. The reason that people struggle so much with money is because it doesn't connect. Uh, my Venmo account does not speak to my cell phone bill, which does not talk to Amazon, which does not talk to my financial plan. All of those things are actually related to each other. And the idea that you can bring those pieces together is the power of an in integrated, connected financial life that I believe is on the horizon. And so that is what advisors will offer their clients, is the ability to bring their financial lives together, to intelligently connect them, and then steer them in the path to help them achieve financial goals. The power of that, the visibility of it, creates security. The power of the, uh, the progress creates security. All these things are reinforcements towards positivity when most people have a pretty negative outlook when it comes to, to uh, you know, comes to their finances. I was reading towards the end of the year about, you know, uh, how, how the consumer segment uh, was touching a five-year low on consumer sentiment. 50% um, of the U.S. economy is worried about their finances. Um, you know, one in three are saying that they're very fearful about the future. That is real pessimism and negativity. And what our data tells us, what the data tells us is that people have actually uh, paid down debt, have increased their, their uh, savings and investment accounts, and are in more financially secure today than they were two years ago. So there's something off. And I really believe that, that the power of what an advisor do, can do is create that security, that relief, that visibility and connect the parts of people's financial life. And, and, and that will be very disruptive to the way money is, is, is kind of uh, seen and, and, and used today to where, how money will be kind of integrated, connected, intelligent in the future. And I think it's very interesting how you describe it as a technology because it's uh, for so many people, they obviously look at it as a piece of paper that enables them to do things, which is technically true, but a bit simplistic. So yes. I think your expansive take on it resonates. Mm -hmm. We're getting close to the end, and I, I just wanted to pivot briefly on more to a personal level and, and ask if you'd like to say anything about uh, Judd, uh, your long history with him, what he means to you, uh, the company's employees. Oh, no. I, you know, Craig, I, I, I think about Judd every, every day, and I, I don't know how many uh, conversations I have with him, <laughs> you know, every, every single day. Um, we were partners for 20 years, and, and you know, it's, it's that rare partnership that, um, you know, really – uh, support was was incredibly supportive, and and we were pretty complementary to each other. And um, you know, so the idea that again it goes to this impermanence, and and the idea that that a person with that vitality and that energy, that courage, that curiosity, uh, could vanish from this world, and Mary as well, in that instant, that tragic instant, um, is still breathtaking. Uh, I, I know that we have. Uh, you know, definitely mourned 
quite a bit, but also steeled our, our determination as to what we're doing and why we're doing it. And it's a very purpose-minded uh, effort that we've got. And it, 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 it is impactful uh, not only to you know millions of consumers and hundreds of thousands of financial advisors and the vitality of our financial services industry, but it also, for me personally, it is um, uh, this this idea and this 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 energy that that was created, and somehow uh, the permanence of that, I think, I think uh, you know, can be felt a lot in what we're trying to do. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's that's really how I feel about it. No, it does make sense. I've I've personally never never met him or, or spoken with him, but in in what I've read and heard, the the impact that he had on people's lives was. Um, clearly palpable. I mean, it comes through yeah. in a genuine yeah. way. Yep. Yep. Uh, miss him a lot. And I, you know, I appreciate the question there. It's always hard. It makes me, uh, uh, of course, you know, I, yeah. but, but, uh, um, you know, uh, we're, we're working hard to make sure that, 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 that legacy and, and what we do is filled with purpose. You know, one last thing is a barren tradition where we ask if, uh, for an actionable idea, uh, something basically simple and that's uh, easy for the listener to do or implement. Yeah, you know, Greg, I, I think you know, just becoming familiar with those consumer digital apps, uh, you know, the bill paying apps or the you know the subscription tracking apps, those sorts of things, just tell you so much about where the future of money is headed and what the potential mm -hmm. for our industry is. But I think it's so important as well to understand our time, mm -hmm. uh, what what this period of time uh, means, and it. It's unclear. It's very noisy. So my biggest advice to everybody is take a step way back. <laughs> Get the context and perspective for what's ahead. It is a transformational period of time that we're living through. And there's historical context to it. There was a book I read during uh, COVID that has meant a lot to me. And it was uh, the name of the book is The, uh, the Time of Magicians by Wolfram uh, Eilenberger. And it's a, it's a chronicle of philosophers in the 20th century who redefined how we think uh, in between the world wars and then redefined what philosophy means. And it really was the perspective of a changing age. And it just, it, it was enlightening to me because I feel like we're living through one of those times now. And um, so that would be something that, that would give you that, that ability to step way back and then come at it uh, as we go forward in, in a way that, that you know, is adapting to the to the new world that is emerging. Thank you so much for that uh, recommendation. Definitely appreciate it. Thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, great. Thank you, Greg. My guest has been Bill Crager. Thank you for listening. I'm Greg Bartalis, and I can be reached at greg.bartalis at barons.com. You've been listening to The Way Forward. Please subscribe and check out all of our podcasts at barons.com forward slash podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by ClearBridge Investments. Meet an evolving economy confidently with ClearBridge Active Equities, the foundation of a resilient portfolio. ClearBridge, a Franklin Templeton company. Go to clearbridge.com to learn more.